the voice of one crying the wilderness prepare the way of the lord make straight in the desert a highway for our god the voice of one crying the wilderness prepare the way of the lord make straight in the desert a highway for our god the voice of one crying... there's a deliberateness that is needed to achieve deliberate i don't like using the word results it's been abused like many other things so when people say i want to see results that's why people go, many people go to church the same way they go to a juju priest. Results. One results. I don't care how. No. With God, it's the how that matters more than the result. So those that say, you know, results. I'm, it's, that's why you barely ever hear me use the word. If I use it, I must explain. There are results that are pleasing to God and there are results that are not pleasing to God. The only kind of results you must have are results that God wants, not your results. The one God wants. You don't want a result that God doesn't want. Have you read the book of Matthew 74? Matthew chapter 7, if you read from verse 21. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Now watch. Many will say to me on that day, this is coming from the mouth of the Lord Jesus himself. Pay attention. Make sure you're reading along. Make sure you're paying attention. Make sure it's entering. Many will say to me on that day. It's either Jesus is telling the truth or he's not. Many will say to me on that day. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name drive out demons and perform many Miracles, not a few, not one or two, many miracles. Then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. Now the previous verse tells us the qualifications. What were these people manifesting in the earth? One, prophecy. Two, authority over demons. Three miracles. miracles. Did they? In whose name did they do it? At the end of the while they did it, were they saying in Jesus' name? Good. And the Lord's response is, I didn't know you. So be careful when you judge things by results. Because there was prophecy here as a result. There was miracles. Demons were cast out. He didn't say we talked to demons. He said we cast them out. How is this possible? This is not about the sons of Sceva. This is something else. This, say the kingdom of heaven, I have explained it over and over again. So someone looks at that and says, well, are you saying to me that guy was not born again? He tells you what, you can't say he didn't believe in Jesus. I've said people say ridiculous things like, oh, they didn't believe in Jesus. What do you mean? What does it take to believe in Jesus? If you believe in your heart, Confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead. You shall be saved. That's Romans chapter 10. Tells you how from verse 6 down to verse 13. Romans 10, 6 to 13. However, you also find the Lord saying, so, so he, and he said once, he said, he that is not against me is for me. His disciples said, no, no, I saw someone using your name. 
And he went there and we stopped him. He said, why? Why did you stop him? If he's not against me, he's for me. He's not going to be fighting me. Then he explained that it's hard. That someone that is acting on his behalf is not going to turn and casually attack him. Heaven, the kingdom of heaven, is much more than much, much more than dying and going somewhere to spend eternity. The kingdom of heaven is a manifestation of the kingdom of God that will be on the earth. When heaven will manifest on earth, his will be, will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I've explained that many times. It's a time of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit that won't just be in your heart anymore, but will manifest in the earth. And they will say, Lord, I qualify. In Luke 20, it talks about those who qualify, those that will be considered worthy. The Lord Jesus will talk about those that will be deemed worthy to be partakers in the kingdom that will be revealed. During that time, there will be those that are trying to say, I qualify. And you say, I don't know you. Your name is not on my list. Why? Oh, you were lawless. You went under rules. You went under authority. That's the reason. That's the reason. The law has... The, the Lord has laws. So what the enemy has tried to do, we don't know what lawlessness means. It means less law. The opposite of lawfulness is lawlessness. The opposite of law is lawless. Nomos, law. Anomia, lawless. That's the Greek word there. No law. And it's very popular now. It's very popular that people are saying that there's no laws. You know, we, we are not under the law because they don't know what it means to be under the law. Being under the law implies that you're guilty of breaking the law and you have not paid for it. That's what it means to be under the law. When you broke a law, under the law of Moses, when you broke a law and you did not rectify it, you did not correct it, you did not amend it, Example, you stole a sheep. According to Exodus 22, you have to return a sheep for the sheep you stole when they catch you with it. As long as you have not returned that sheep after they caught you, you are under the law. Once you pay off the sheep, you are no longer under the law. So all have sinned and fallen short of God's glory. Therefore, all are under the law, condemned. And then when you come to the Lord Jesus, he pays the price and redeems you out from under the law. The law of sin and death, whom you must pay off, you must work for, you must labor for, till you've paid him. Now Jesus comes, the kinsman redeemer of the book of Leviticus 25, and pays it off, and takes you to now serve under him, under the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. This is how it works. So lawless people are people that are not under the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. So Jesus saved them out from under the law of sin and death because they're serving sin. Romans chapter 6. The law you were saved out from under. You weren't free to head off and run away. You are now changing master to the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. But lawless people are the ones that 
in between being freed from the law of sin and death, they became lawless and choose to serve none. Do you understand? They did not go and serve the one whose yoke is easy and whose burden is light. They didn't serve him either. They ran free. That's what it means to be lawless. Under no law. So God does not free you from the law of sin and death to roam off. You know, I'm trying to avoid opening the scriptures because I've opened them at different times and shared. <coughs> so please, whoever is listening to this, you have to look for the counterpart message messages where I take time to read through the passages and explain, show you from the scriptures how you serve, you serve one master or the other. There's a master you must serve. You can't serve no one. All right? Leviticus, let me see what I can do. Leviticus 25, verse 47 and 48. If a foreigner recite, I'll explain it at once. The foreigner there is sin that came into the world through the one man in Romans chapter 5. If a foreigner residing among you prospers, that does well, thrives, increases, makes progress. So sin has been making progress excessively. If that foreigner, it's a foreign thing, a foreign body, wasn't supposed to be here. It resides among you. But your countryman dwelling near him becomes destitute. Okay? And sells himself to the foreigner or to a member of his clan. So that's what he says. Says if there's a foreigner that is residing among you, take notes. This is how the law works. This is why you need the law. The law of the Lord is perfect, it converts the soul. It's from the law you get to have understanding. It's from the law, it gives light, it enlightens the eyes. So you've been wondering, Oh, I don't understand these matters of the law. Now you do. Make sure you before you leave, you've picked up a number of this. Read it first. It summarizes, but it's because it's too the space is too little. So we didn't say, couldn't say as much as we'd like to, but God will help us to print slightly bigger things where we can explain this matter of the law and grace. Uh, we need to put it out soon. So people can understand. People go into error. It's almost, I mean, I've had only one person in my life who understands law and grace. The error the body of Christ has, the circles we've run in due to not understanding this thing. So on one hand, you tend someone to be lawless and then, you know, because simply because we don't understand the law, because we didn't study the laws, we had to meditate upon the law day and night. That's how we were to understand it, but we don't. You run to the New Testament what you call the New Testament, even though there's nothing like that. That's not scriptural. All the scriptures are given by inspiration of God, and all of them are profitable for teaching. Deuteronomy is profitable for teaching. Leviticus is profitable for teaching. Exodus, Amos, Micah, Psalms. All scripture, Numbers, the book of Numbers, is profitable for teaching, for correction, for instruction, for rebuking. But because we don't know all scripture, so we can't do a lot of teaching. We ought to do. We lose out on a lot of teachings. We lose out on a lot of corrections. 
So we have many wrong, you know how people are writing the wrong thing and there's no one to correct it. People are speaking bad, improper English and no one can correct it because nobody knows it or has the textbook or the material. That's exactly what's happening to us. The matter of the law. Sin and death. Death is what came into the world. The day you eat of this tree, you shall die. Please, before you leave, pick this. Fold it very neatly and carefully. As nicely as you see it done. And give it to people. Don't waste it. Give it to people who sit down, read it, and have their minds blown. It's very succinct, short. I wish we had more space. But it tells you in summary how to overcome sin. If you can get millions of people to read this thing, millions of people will overcome sin properly for the first time since they got saved. The entrance of his word will bring light and understanding and victory over sin will be achieved. Again, it's short, so we've put a link there to a video. A video where we, on YouTube, where we, um, I don't know what this link is. Is it YouTube? Whatever it is. You click on and you can hear a sermon where I explain some of these things, okay? It's um, going to be helpful that you do that. So pick a number. Fold it very nicely. Don't waste a single one. Transform lives. Ask God to lead you. When they read, don't let them collect it and keep. They've never read some of the kind of stuff here. Just like those that were there when we talked about how to move your service from master sin to master God. Using scripture, you can see. As you understand, victory will begin to manifest. Amen. If a foreigner residing among you prospers, but your countryman dwelling near him becomes destitute. That's what happened to man. Your countryman, mankind, becomes poor and weaker and sells himself to the foreigner or to a member of his clan. So what happens? You sold yourself due to poverty. You know what Jesus said? Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Matthew, Luke. Then the other one says, forgive us our sins. Telling you in simple language that all sin is Debt. So that's it. When you sell yourself to someone, it's because he came into debt. Please help me not open everything, but it's here that when you be, people were poor, they would sell themselves. They would sell themselves for money. Okay? They would take, you know, they would borrow money, they would go into debt. And then you sell yourself and serve the one you are owing. Okay? That's how it works. It's very clear. You read the book of Leviticus chapter 25. <clears throat> that contains some of it, but it's found in many other passages. You know? You sell yourself. Sell yourself. Sometimes you sell your child. That child is to work based on how much you're owing. You calculate how much if I was doing daily labor. So let's say you're owing someone 350000 and 3,500 is the price for daily pay. How many days will you work for the person you're owing? 3,500 naira daily wage. How many days will you serve someone you're owing 350,000? 100 days. How many weeks are those? Five days a week or six days a week, however long. So, about 20 weeks. So less than about five months, four to five months. 
That's how long you walk for that person. That's how it works. Now, mankind has had to sell himself to sin. The Bible says we are all sold under sin. It's that specific. It's that specific. The Lord knows. The Lord knew. Under the law, he showed us. He prepared us. He instructed us. He understood that a time would come. Romans 7 verse 14. We know that the law is spiritual. Read with me. But I am unspiritual. Sold as a slave to sin. Sold as a slave to sin. How does the King James say it? You have to see where Paul is talking from. People act like he was speaking from the sky. The more you know the law, the what you call the Old Testament, the more you understand the new. They were not speaking from the sky. They were speaking from what the revelation God had given them. The you see King James says, you're sold under sin. Do you remember what I said about being under the law? You're under. This is the master you're serving. Alright, you can find that in the book of um, Romans chapter 6. Where it tells you about being under sin. He didn't start in chapter 7. He began. Then he took time in chapter 7 to explain that the law is fine. The law is spiritual. Verse 12 tells you that the law is holy. Show us verse 12. The law is not bad. The law is holy. And the commandment is holy, righteous, and good. So then, the law is holy. He's clear. After he had said some things and said, ah, is the law bad? No. He said, no, the law is good. The law is holy. The law is righteous. The law is correct. It took time to clarify that. Then what's the issue then? He said that the wala is with us. Next verse. He now pointed out. Did that which is good, that's the law, become death to me? He didn't say the law is bad. It's clear the law is good. Then what is it Christians are always talking about? Again, I'm sorry. Today is not the day where I want to dwell on this. <laughs> Why are Christians always saying, oh, the law, you're not the law. They simply don't understand what they're saying. I'm totally serious. Even wonderful servants of God, we don't understand because we don't understand the law. We don't understand uh, the law of Moses. You don't understand the concept at all. So we, we misfire totally. The law is good. Paul, the apostle of grace, now says, did that which is good, not was good, it is, present tense good, then become death to me. You now call it the law of sin and death. That's not the law of sin and death. There's the law of Moses. The law of Moses is not the law of sin and death. The law of sin and death is at work in your body parts. It's the rule of sin in your life. The law is good. We just saw. The law is righteous. The law is holy. God is holy. So the law is not bad. He's asking, did that did it become dead to me? Because that's what people say that when you follow the law, you die. Which law? Assignment, go back and read Romans 7 and 8 with this. I don't start from 7 and 8, start from 5. At one go, Romans 5, 6, 7, 8. Read it at once. Try and read a real translation, not a paraphrase. They are going to try to explain it how they understand and they will misfire. Christians have struggled with this passage. <laughs> ah, God. I know I've explained it to us a couple of times. I wish you were all full-time present-day ministers, full-time. 
It's them I'm looking for. The complete misfiring. Complete, they just misfire totally. They get all confused. So it results in legalism or lawlessness, which is all the reason or all the evidence you need to know that they've missed it. He's asking if the law became dead to him. And he says, certainly not. So where do we get all these things we say from? He said, certainly not. But we go on and say it is. But in order that sin, he tells you what is bad. Sin might be exposed as sin. It produced death in me through that which is good. So it is sin that produces death, not the law. So that through the commandments, what is the commandment? The law. Sin might become utterly sinful. The commandment is the law. Next verse. We know. He repeats it. He says we know that the law is spiritual. But I am unspiritual. It's you. This law of sin and death is work at work within your physical body. It is you that is unspiritual. Sold as a slave to sin. Is that sin that produces death? Keep reading. Keep going. Next verse. I do not understand what I do. For what I want to do, I do not do. Where did he get the idea of what he wants to do? From the law that is good and spiritual and holy and righteous. They are righteous laws. They are good laws. Read Deuteronomy chapter 4. Moses is recapping after 40 years in the wilderness. After 40 years in the wilderness, God tells him, recap for my people because you are about to leave them. And he recaps and says there is no nation that has such good laws, wonderful laws. Assignment can read Deuteronomy chapter 4. How did we turn the law into evil? Ignorance. Ignorance has finished up. My people perish for lack of knowledge. So we took the law and turned it into a bad thing in spite of Romans chapter 7. In spite of the fact that every time Paul talked about the law in Galatians 3 and others, Romans 3. He said, are we setting aside the law? Then say, God forbid. We are upholding the law. Not once. He said it in the two major books that talk about the law. Romans and Galatians. He repeats it. That we uphold the law. Jesus had said it very clearly in Matthew chapter 5. That did I come to abolish the law? No. I came to fulfill it. Then we came, showed up here until today. We haven't even agreed that the law is what we clearly tell people you're trying to follow the law. Oh Jesus. The words are clear. It's just that the interpretation, the other part. So the, let me show you a little of where we get confused. For I do not understand what I do. For what I want to do, I do not do. But what I hate, I do. And if I do what I do not want to do, I admit that the law is good. How many times? Just in these few verses. I admit, we, we conclude that the law must be bad. It's showing us how wrong we are. No, the law is good. In that case, it is no longer I who do it, but it is sin living in me that does it. This is the enemy, not the law. Sin at work within you. Now let's talk about this sin a little more. I know that nothing good lives in me that is in my flesh, not that in my spirit is nothing good, but in my flesh nature, nothing good. For I have the desire to do what is good. That thing, scorching, is not good. Nothing good lives in me. Sin, sin, that sin nature is not good. 
I know that it's in, it lives in me. What people do, what confused Christians do, they deny it. They say, no, I am no more. Have you not, who has ever known sets of Christians, different groups, whatever group they are with, that like to say, I am, I have, I'm the power of this, I'm over this, I'm this and that. Who, who, who knows any of those people? You've known them personally. Who has known people like that, who sin a lot? They say that thing, they talk like that all the time, but they sin, sin rules over them. Raise your hand. Who has known people that don't say those things much, but have more authority over sin in their life? Are you understand why I just asked? You saw all those hands. <laughs> Sin shall not have dominion over you, but it seems to have almost total dominion over you. Which one is it now? <laughs> Child of God, I'm not laughing at you, but stop talking nonsense. I don't say all those things from years past, and I exercise authority over sin a lot without saying that. You're mixing up prayer time with declaration. You, you don't even know what you're doing, sir. Someone told you to give yourself pep talks against reality. You better agree with reality. Jesus did not look at that woman and say, go and pretend not to sin anymore. Said you should go and sin no more. You have to stick with what is. Don't be back and forth. The reality is this. In you dwells no good thing. Stop trying to act like sin is no longer at work within you. It is. Let's read, we'll read it. For I have the desire to do what is good. This desire, note it. But I cannot carry it out. For I do not do, I do not do the good I want to do. You see how he's repeating himself. Instead, I keep on doing the evil I do not want to do. And if I do what I do not want, read. It is no longer I who do it, but it is sin living in me that does it. Did he say this before? You see how he's repeating himself. You see how he's stressing it, going round and round, repeating himself. He was a human being. I would have said, Madam, talk now. Nah. You're going round and round. How many times have you said you do the thing you don't want to do? You do. Ah, we have heard. I think the prof, apostle was under stress. He was trying to explain a difficult concept. Peter told him in 2 Peter 3. He said, our brother Paul has written things that are hard to understand. Which ignorant idiotes. And that's the Greek word. I don't abuse people. Any word I use is in the Bible. I'm, I'm serious. I'm serious. It's in the Bible. And I use it when I'm preaching. When I'm talking with people one-on-one. -on -one. I don't go saying, ah, you're very stupid. But when I'm preaching, I can say it. Because it's in the Bible. The Bible uses the word stupid over and over again. It says a stupid man, a stupid person. King James says, which one do you prefer, stupid or fool? <laughs> if you're there wondering, but the Bible says you shouldn't call someone fool. I, I found that out in 1998. I used to ask God questions. 99. I said, God, what? But you said... He had called him. So I, so I went and looked at the Greek words. There are two different words. There's a word that says a worthless person. Don't call someone worthless. Then the other one is a foolish or unwise person. So that's the word. And unwise, the opposite of a wise person, that's the word foolish or stupid. The opposite of wise. Do you understand? If you're not wise, you're foolish. That's the word used as fool in the Proverbs and all that, implying the same thing. Okay, it doesn't mean you're worthless. It just means wisdom is not living near you. So it's not the same word. I just wanted you to know that. 
Even in English, they took it and used the same word. So, you know. So if someone says, don't be a fool, doesn't mean don't be worthless. No, but when you look at your brother and you come from there, you're a worthless fellow. You're useless. There's zero use for you in this world. That's a completely different thing from, that was a very unwise thing. You're a very, you're a very unwise person. You make decisions like that. So it's the same word. Are you hearing me? There's a way someone tells you something, you know what he is implying or she's implying. Doesn't mean the other thing. Now, if I do not do what I want, it is no longer I who do it, but it is sin living in me that does it. Is this sin? Take notes. It's not the law. People have mixed up sin with the law. What's the next verse? So this is the principle I have discovered. <laughs> when I want to do good, Evil is right there with me. Are you hearing? Huh? I need someone to be evil. Come. Don't give the impression that it melts that are evil. Only. I am good. When I want to do good, evil is right there with me. Hmm? Right there. When not... So this is what we usually think. Don't worry, I'm going to do the right thing. I'm doing the right thing. Your attitude is like, as I'm going to do the right thing, evil will leave me alone. And I'll go and do the right thing. Then I'll come back. But the reality is, evil is right there with you. Look, I want to go and do something good. I want to help her. Evil comes right along. Don't just help her. Check her. Are you understanding? Why you laugh? Make sure you understand. Evil is right there. When I want to do good, I want to give to her. Ah, Father, thank you for leading me, for providing this thing. I can change their life. Evil follows me and says, call cameramen, camera, camera. This gift is from us and my dear wife. <laughs> this, is, this is its job. So people think, that's why you look at someone and say, the guy is just a bad person. <laughs> you don't understand. The best person, the worst person, it doesn't work how you think. When I want to do good, I want to do another good now. I want to do good. Cut. Huh? I should do good to you. Okay. okay. Uh, I'm thinking of what good to do that I can do here. There's someone that needs correction. They're being slapped. Okay, come. Evil. <laughs> God said, deal with her. Let her know that Nismi for now. <laughs> Nonsense is not good. Pinch her cheek. So in obedience to God, being a good father, I say, you, you don't hear what? Evil now says only one hand. <laughs> only one time. Pull it. People say, is that all? Slap, bah, bah, stupid, add abuse. You're a useless person. Rubbish. Are you understanding? Yes, sir. Meanwhile, it's God that said, discipline, don't let her talk back to you like that. Why should she? Is that how you're going to raise your children? What, does, what did I say? You stepped out to good. He asked, so as she, she, she reacts the same way, he asks. <laughs> so anger. <laughs> Atomic bomb. But it was a good thing you wanted to do. I could go on and on. Know yourself. I tell people, I, 
know yourself. You don't. We keep acting like, no, I'm born again. That's why I don't like all those empty declarations. You're born again, so what? Do you know people have spent all their time arguing whether Paul was talking about before he got born again or after? To me, the settling of the matter is, the people that argue, who has heard people say uh, that this before he got born again? Oh, and I never mix with theological types. Uh, okay, you, you meet them, don't worry. It's because your, your Christianity is local. When it goes international, when you come in, in contact with the Americans and the old theological arguments, you meet all of this. So take notes and remember it. You come across those that say, no, this was before Paul got saved. How they can read it to the end of the chapter and think that, I, I cannot know. In fact, forget the Bible. How they can be a human being that is honest or pretending to be honest at least and say that right now, them, evil does not ever follow them when they are trying to do good. That they don't step out with an attempt to do good and evil stands there and starts whispering things to them. I, I, I don't know why people are so dishonest. Yeah. You know one thing that will really get God to help you and inform you and teach you? The Holy Spirit will reveal things to you. Be honest. Be honest. We are not an honest person. Why should the Holy Spirit teach you anything? You liar. He's the spirit of, of truth. You lie, they come on your mouth up and down. They say, no, as a Christian, no more. Do Shut up. You don't get tempted. Why are you telling lies? Evil thoughts don't cross your mind. Don't tell lies. Agree with the truth. Then say, Lord, help me. Pull out the sword of the truth and say, it is written. Instead of saying, no, the child of God, I cannot sin. Then you have three mistresses in addition to your wife. At the same time, while you're standing in front of the crowd and saying that thing. You don't fear God. <laughs> you know one reason why God's going to have to expose things? Oh, you see, all the, uh, there's a lot of arguments about things. One reason God's going to have to expose is so that it leaves the realm of the, ah, 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 oh God, ah, I thought, I thought you say you don't sin. This one, God, you found out three girlfriends, only you. That does not include madam. I thought you, you can't sin. God has to expose it so people say, ah, then I know they are the ones that have said no. Like, it's not me sinning. It's sin which lives in me. That's pure Gnostic doctrine. It's ancient. When the apostles were writing the Bible, that teaching was already around. That's what Paul and John, the apostles, were bashing. That's what they were attacking. That teaching was already on earth. They called it Antichrist teaching. That is already in the world. It says that Christ was not manifest in the flesh. That is in the spirit. That's all that matters. That is in your spirit. You are pure. That what you do in your body is not you. It doesn't count. If you believe that nonsense, you are a lawless person and God will judge you severely when the time comes. You will see. But it will be too late if you don't repent now. Change your thinking. Watch what you listen to. This is the principle. When I want to do good, evil is right there with me. For in my inner being, I delight in God's law. Do you hear him call it God's law? Which law is God's law? He delights in it. Is it the good law? Is God's law the good law? Is it that righteous law? Is it the holy law? But I see another law. 
another law. Hey, Jesus. This is the other law that Christians take and bundle together and call the law. This is what Christians say. No, you can't walk in the law. They are, they are mixing up laws. And not that law. And not that law. And not that law. Hey, yeah, Sata. Warring against the law of my mind. What is the law of your mind? The law of God. Are you listening? I can assure you I did not write this thing in overnight. This thing has always been in the Bible. Come and be seen. The other sin is writing. Sorry, the other sister. But don't be taller than me. I, well, this my spiritual man is. I'm a serious Christian. I don't know how you're going to do it. Maybe I need someone shorter because I cannot be found having sin overwhelming me. I'm not that kind of Christian. There are people where sin is taller than them. Mount, the sin is small. So there are people. They are sin giant. Uh, there are people. They are sin. This other one is big. Then there are people who say, no, me have overcome and this thing is small, but it's still there. That's why you must starve this sin to death. You must reduce it. Let it reduce till its power is broken. Then feed this other law that is inside your mind. It's called the law of God. By studying the word and practicing it. Are you here? So evil is with me. So I see another law at work in my body. Where is it? In the body, in there, it's in there. As long as you have this body, the non-resurrected body, as long as it's in existence, that law is at work here. What is it doing? Fighting, warring against the law of my mind. So let me separate it for my sake. Come and be the law of this. Give it its name, characteristics. Name is the law of the law of. God. What is its characteristics? It is good. What else? Righteous. It is holy. It is spiritual. This is the law of God. You know, you know Christians found a way of making one. God saved the church. Yeah? They've argued about it for hundreds of years. Do you understand why you need eyes to see? Do you understand why you need eyes to see? See written here. They still take this and call the law. Meanwhile, it is this that is spoken against. This guy is called the law. What are his other names? And characteristics. Sin. You notice sin. Death. Things will die. What? It's carnal and it holds Captive and holding me captive to the law of sin that dwells within me. Do you see there the law of sin? Huh? It wars against this law and drags me under its captivity. It pushes this one away to rule over me. It's obvious. This is it. Next verse. What a wretched man. I am GDT, do your work. See, being dragged, the poor guy. The drama team should enact it. Clearly, you don't need a crowd. Do it some black, do it as a separate thing. Use a green screen or something. 
the God will save the body of Christ. Amen. Ignorance has killed us. Don't joke with ignorance. Who will rescue me from this? Why is it a body of death? The presence of sin. The law of sin. Are you understanding? Next verse. Read. Thanks be to God. Through Jesus Christ. Our Lord. So then with my mind. I serve the law of God. But with my flesh. I serve the law of sin. Now if you stop there. You get confused. Which is why I told you the chapters, no day. There was no chapter. It's human beings that wrote it in just about a thousand years ago. That, in fact, 800, 900. That's when they wrote in these chapters. So let's go to the next verse. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in. Now, go back to the previous verse. With my mind, my will, I serve. When I am yielding to my mind, I'm serving this. But when I'm in the flesh, it's not saying you should be serving the two. Galatians 5 now. Walk in the spirit so you will not fulfill the lost desires of the flesh. So who, whichever one you yield to is the one you're serving. Which is why you must serve this one. Come unto me, all who labor and are heavy laden. Matthew chapter 11, verse 28, 9, 10. Uh, and learn of me. Take my yoke. Be my slave. So Paul, a bond servant of Christ. Paul, a dolos, Greek, slave. Paul and Timothy, Paul and Peter, they introduced themselves like that. We don't serve this guy anymore. We serve this one. This is why we say you should get born again. It's the beginning of when you have the right to cross over and start serving this master. Before then, you don't even have, your name is not even on the register. If you like, go to church from the day you were born. In fact, before you were born, your mother was living in church. In fact, you were born in the church building. means nothing. If you don't give your life to Christ, this is what it means to give your life to Christ. You cross over and submit. But the church doesn't know it. Oh, they say the blood will wash away your sin. They don't talk about enslaving or becoming, coming under master Jesus. This year, in God's grace, you change your master. Amen. You will not serve him half of the time. The other half, you'll be serving the law of sin. No, you will serve him constantly. Yeah. All this visiting service. So don't worry, sir. I'll come back next Sunday. I'll come and do some work in the choir. I'll come. Sorry, let me go back. <laughs> My business needs me. <laughs> how much How much does that guy have? And uh, We have to position things well. Mm, at least, you know, we are not bad people. Let's take only 50% of her money. Mm, have you drafted the letter? So who is going to do the voice? Uh, that your girlfriend. Huh? So, you know, just, hello, hello, <laughs> help me, help me. So you pretend, get money, you defraud, all that, but because you're a good criminal, you don't, it's not all. From what we've seen in her account, she has no less than $48,000 in her 
you know, let's just take about 24. Fraud. Fraud. Now you are serving. Then on Sunday, I've come. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so I, all the cleaners, come on, hurry, hurry. You, you know this is the house of the Lord. Everything must be good. Clean, 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 clean. Is that dust? Clean this thing again. Do it as though you're doing it to a great king. Father, we bless your name. Hallelujah. We give God. You know, anytime you serve God, you have to serve me all your heart. Sunday, Wednesday, Friday. Or Thursday. Master, I'm back. Do you know what a disaster this is? This is the average life. Constantly. That is why when judgment day comes. Lord, Lord. <laughs> I don't know you. Go your God, please. Go your God, please. Your God, your God day downstairs. Go Wednesday. They go. You are supposed to submit to him. No man can serve two masters. You didn't hear him say so. Didn't he tell you that you can't serve two masters? You said, when like, no, you don't understand. The only wise one is here. Don't worry, I'll show you how to serve two masters. I'll serve you. I'll serve him. I'll save her. I'll serve him. He told you you can't. That you love one and despise the other. So if you're here, Again, this is the average person that's called born again. <laughs> ah, you have been warned. He will deny you. He said, if you deny me before me, I'll deny you before my father. He told you when he will deny you. Before my father, which is in heaven. He told you when. When the father, when it's time, he will let you know. Oh, no, 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 God, I don't know this one. I don't, ah, Lord, Lord, ah, ah it's your boy. <laughs> They deny you put Shay, you find out the salary of sin because you pull out debt. The wages, the salary of sin is debt. We were shown some dimensions, and we saw according to your wickedness, your sinfulness, the punishment is commensurate. You know, we just saw it in the during the retreat again. Ah, it says that every man will be rewarded according to his deeds. I've spoken on this very many times. That general idea. Oh, everyone, you'll be thrown into hell. Ah, ah, sin is sin. Ah, ah, ah. What did you do? I killed eight people. Ah, me, I took matches. Ah, ah. You read your Bible, you talk nonsense. No, 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 I forgot. You don't read your Bible. Even those who read it, your eyes, you don't have eyes to see. Didn't you see that you'll be judged according to your deeds? Didn't we see in Romans 6, uh, Romans 6, that uncleanness or impurity leads to increasing levels of lawlessness or iniquity to increasing in iniquity. A progression. There's levels of sin. I've always told you. Oh, no, no. You've already counted masturbation. Uh, you might as well just do the real thing. Fornication. Sin is sin. Be stupid. You tell me whoever had HIV from masturbation. Don't be believe. Why do I even bother? Why do I say these things? In the people's zeal to keep people from sinning, they have misrepresented the words of God directly. God tells you that there are levels to things. You shouldn't sin at all. But there are levels to sin. You will be rewarded according to what you did. You, went, you kidnapped people. You say it's the same. Now what's the difference from that time you kidnapped a piece of yam? 
The difference is that the yam did not cry out and shed no blood. The yam is fine. Yam was created to be eaten. My offense was not against the yam. It was against the honor of the yam. But the one whom you kidnapped was an offense against the person. Now, that's extreme. Someone's going to say, what has kidnapping to do with this place? Who knows? The kidnapper, a former kidnapper that will hear this message. Who knows? Who do you know is listening to us? What do you know? Listen to me, people of God. Sin has degrees, though. Oh, you committed fornication with that guy, with that girl. That's bad. Apart from the fact that you can get sick, all that, you have offended God. If you're a Christian, you have defiled the body of Christ, the local assembly that you're part of. You have taken the body of Christ and joined to a harlot, etc., etc., etc. Why? Because one of the products that Mystery Babylon, which is this world system, this cosmos system, is Mystery Babylon. One of the things she sells, sells is people. So the bodies, immorality, lascivia, all this rubbish, you know, pornography, all of that evil. She sells that. Now, when you take the body of Christ and join to that, what you're trying to join things that should never, what has the temple of God, 2 Corinthians chapter 6, to do with idol? What has Christ to do with Belial? What has righteousness to do with unrighteousness? Light to do with darkness? The answer is nothing. But that's what you have done. You have married things that are, have nothing to do with each other. You have done it. Some people read that and say, no, it's not possible. No, it is. That's why it asks you, what do they have to do with each other? How can you mix those things? Huh? Who takes pineapple and puts in a pot of white soup? Huh? Who serves someone cake with onions? Do you understand? You understand, small? For the children. Who takes sweet, dips in a bowl of salt, and says, enjoy? Huh? Who eats ground up with palm oil? This amuses you. What about you that has come up with ways of combining things that are far less compatible? Far less compatible. Somehow you find a way to mix impossible mixtures we have created. Now I was saying that you, someone committed fornication is a terrible sin. Let's pretend the person, forget whether it's a Christian or not. Go and read Romans to you. Understand that it's not only Christians that will be judged according to what they did. Every place the Bible talks about judgment is not according to what you believe, but what you did. Oh, church of God. God have mercy on us together. Judgment is always about what you have done, what you're doing, not what you believe. Even demons believe and tremble. James 2. Then you read. Judgment is according to what you do. All the book of Revelation tells you. All, Jesus said, all the apostles said it. Paul said it. What you do, 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 do. Little children. John, the apostle said it. Don't let anyone deceive you because you knew they would try. He that does righteousness is righteous. Do, do, do. And the law is righteous. He that does the law. Is righteous. The law is not for a righteous man. First Timothy. The law is not for the righteous man. You don't even know how to be righteous. The law tells you how. Which law? The law of God that is speaking with you. When you turn to Christ, not Moses, 2 Corinthians 3. When you take the law that you know and turn it to Christ, the veil of Moses is removed and you can see the spiritual interpretation of that law. 
It's not about chickens and goats. Because the law is spiritual. Do you understand me? Which law do you take without a bell? That law, this law, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, the prophets, everything you call the Old Testament. Jesus referred to the prophet Isaiah, all of that. He called it the law. Jesus, who are you? Do I take my definitions from you? Jesus referred to Isaiah and said, does not your law say, and you quote Isaiah, hold yourself, have respect to the word of God. This is not your mate. He will judge you brutally. Have honor and regard for the king. Hear me. Committing mutual immorality is not the same as abusing a little child. Carrying out an immoral act on a young child that doesn't understand what is happening. There is no comparison. The consequences of the one cannot be compared to the other. Know it. Sin is sin. That's what wicked people say when they know they've done extra bad evil. Then they are trying to Say, well, it's okay. A punishment will be the same. You don't know what you're saying or doing. You don't know what you're saying or doing. In fact, fornication is not the same as adultery. You don't know. All you need to know is simply go and read the scriptures. If you read the scriptures, you see that if they caught a man and a woman, according to scripture under the law, that had committed fornication, male, female, they would be compelled to marry each other. Whether they like themselves or not. It's like you people like yourself too much. Marry now. But if they caught a married person doing the same thing, they would stone you to death. But in both cases, they step in church and how come the judgment is different? Now it's different if the woman was betrothed to someone else, oftentimes. Then they would kill the man and the woman. Because betrothal was more or less almost equivalent to marriage. I don't want to go too much into that. I'm just giving all these things I've thought of in the past. Go and listen to old messages. The law of God was given to reveal to you how God thinks. Once you understand the spiritual application, you're entering into light. God's purpose. You're not supposed to serve two masters. You can't serve two masters. You love one and hate the other. You love one, you despise the other. When I'm in the flesh, in my flesh, what I find myself doing when I do wrong, I'm serving the law of sin. But with my mind, I'm serving this. Then the next verse tells you that if you are in Christ Jesus, the law of the spirit of life sets you, sets me free from the law of sin. Huh? It sets me free from the law of sin. That's why, sorry. Sorry, it's over excitement. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Look at me. Oh, this uh, I'm limited. Why? Why do? We, why? Why? Why, are they, why is this lectern here? It doesn't allow someone. Shift back. The law of the spirit of life. That's what he calls it. The law. This is the good law. This is the law seen through the eyes of Jesus, taught by the Spirit of Truth to you. It frees you from the law of sin and death. Two laws contending. Two laws contending. This is the wretched man, am I? Who will set me free from this guy? I don't like his salary. He destroys things in my life. 
makes me fail, makes me suffer this, makes me have sickness, makes me death, death, death. Everything you thought dies. I don't want to serve you. But our first father, Adam, sold us. Sold us. We are the children of Adam. We were sold under sin. Are you understanding? That whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Then Jesus shows up. Said, did someone call? Yes. Jesus is the Lord. Not you. He is. He is. And he frees me. You can't free yourself. It is why. This is not, not the same time. I beat you that time. It, it, uh, it is why. He who began. The good work. Completes it. That's why we look unto Jesus. The author. The beginner and the finisher. This is the process. Not you looking unto yourself. You can do it. Emeka, you can do it. Can. That's why you can never do it. Stop talking nonsense. You are annoying the spirits. You think the spirits are all demonic? Why do you always give certain things? God is the father of the spirits. You are annoying the heavenly realm. You can't. Were you able to break free if you didn't show, if you didn't call Jesus, Lord, I believe you can save me. It is why Jesus does not save you from poverty. He saves you from sin. He doesn't save you. all those things that they preach and say, if you heard the message today, you want to be a person of influence. You want to be relevant in society. You want your name written on the sons of time. You cannot partake in this message except you have turned to Jesus. Rubbish! He doesn't come to save you from poverty. He didn't come to save you from irrelevance. He came to save you from sin. You shall call his name Jesus for he shall save his people from sin. Everything has been distorted so people take the word and they handle the word of God deceitfully. They distort it and nobody understands what Christianity is again. And then next thing you say, no, everyone has a message. You may be called to emphasize deliverance. He may be called to emphasize wealth. He may, shut up! You give account to God for talking nonsense. Every careless word which man speaks, you give account. It's sin you are saved from. It is sin. Because the problem of the world is sin. Not money. The richest people on earth don't serve God. Is it not obvious who gives out money the most? He came to your master and savior. He came to Jesus. The kingdoms of this world have been given to me. Just balance. Just, just a quick acknowledgement. I'll give it to you. With all the glory of it. Riches, I have gold, diamonds, silver. You like sardius? Rubies? Emeralds. And just name your, your, your choice, you know. Just acknowledge me now. I'm the God of this world, this time, this season. You know, it's my territory. You, you know, you understand spiritual authority now. Just do, I give you. This is the guy. You want money now? Turn to the devil. You have money now. It won't be long. Turn to male, female, any. There are different ways. Be willing to please Satan. 
you will be made. There are many girls in this hall right now. Within three days to one week, you can have some of you hundreds of thousands in your account if you will just turn to the enemy. You don't have to do witchcraft. You don't have to go to your cult. Just give your body. Give yourself. Just take the members, the body parts. Take your mouth. Give it to be kissed. Take your breast. Give it to be touched. Take your private parts. Hand it over. Just hand it over. Watch the money rolling at once in all kinds of currencies. Or don't. You have mates. They've been doing it. Someone was ministering to a young lady. Secondary school. And she's confessing and saying, as I am here. Because she slept, this many years ago, sleeping with high-level government officials. Poor family. Say, as I'm here, so I could buy my dad a car. But I have two million in my account. But how would I explain to him how I have two million? In this video, I'm not talking about. How would I explain? How old are you? Every 16, 15, 16. You say, how much? Two million. It's in my account now. I could buy I'd like to buy my dad a car, but I can't buy it. Some buy. And the father says, my daughter, God bless you. Kneel down. Abba, see Jacob. <laughs> Do you understand how serious it is? Have mercy on me, my father. Have you heard before? With much knowledge comes grief. Yes. The more you understand, the more you feel like weeping. See, if God doesn't help your heart, there are times I wonder. I, I, there were times years ago, 1998, nine. I was reading a book. I there I realized, the more you know, the more you answer for. I decided. Ah, all these Bible reading, I've been reading plenty, plenty. I'm about to stop. No, no, no. All these Christian books. No, 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 no. Maybe we read one a year or two, or I, because me, I, I would, I, I was eating the thing. Thank God, the author wrote. Now listen, if you are saying, I will. <laughs> he answered me as I was thinking it, and I've explained it to you guys. When you have the opportunity to know and you refuse to know purposely, your judgment is worse than the first two sets of people. One person is the one who walked into the room and it was dark. He's ignorant, doesn't know. And stepped on his brother's leg. Sorry. The brother says, be careful. Someone is here. Because it's dark. Can't see. The second person is the one that there is light. He knows. He sees. And he still sins against his brother and steps on his leg. You tell him what? Are you blind? I beg, be careful now. Be careful. The third one is the one that walks in. There's light. He offsets and steps on the brother's leg. There's no talking here. It's all violence. Come on, you push it. You did mad. You came to online, so you come and step on me. The person that has the chance to know the truth or has heard the things that we've said and thought, and you switch off the light, you purposely cut away so you not know, hoping that you tell God, God, you know I didn't know. I think you really think God is a fool. He knows you put off the light so you can hide behind ignorance. God have mercy on you. Your judgment is the worst. I've shown you the three categories of people there. A vast majority are in the ignorance dimension. Then there's the other one that knows and is still doing stupid things. Then there's the one that tries to snuff the light. To create darkness. So you can do evil. They love darkness more than light. 
Because their deeds are evil. John chapter 3 says. The scripture tells us that in Christ Jesus, back to our illustration, the law of the spirit of life sets you free. He sets you free. This law of the spirit of life is found where? In Christ Jesus. Do you remember last week or so where I was talking about I'm going to the cross? No, not at the retreat. I'm going to the cross to make a place for you to open my sight to create space for you to find yourself. You in Christ. Christ in God. Colossians 3. Are you understanding? It's in him that the law of the spirit of life is freeing you and dismantling you from the rule that this guy has had over you from your great-grandfathers. Are you understanding? It's not when you got born again, instantly everything was removed. No. Anyone that has been born again for one week knows this now. Okay, no. Those within one week are still confused. Yeah, that first dose of grace is still carrying them anyhow. Anyone that has been born again for three years, yeah, have you found out that sin is still at work within your members? Where is it at work? Within you. That I found out when I want to do good, Evil is still with me. So inside Christ here, yeah, evil is there. And the law of the spirit of life inside here yeah, is dismantling the power. is breaking off its ropes and bonds. Are you understanding? Yes, this is how and why you must be found in Christ. The closest representation to Christ is the body of Christ. In Christ. That's why you don't say, I'm born again. Then you go, eh, no, no, no. But I don't <laughs> touch people. I just leave them. You know, even some of us that don't go to church, we are far better. All I need is I'm born again. I have the Holy Spirit. I can read my Bible. I can pray. You know, so my room is the church. You have not read the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 10, chapter 11, chapter 12, obviously. You should read it sometime. With an open mind, a pen and a notebook. Write down what you learned from there. Any other thing you're doing, you're on your own. All this gra-gra, I keep looking at human beings. You see all this, your gra-gra. When you stand in front of the Lord, you will understand that foolishness has a price. He called them the body of Christ. I've told you a bad church is better than no church. And you know how seriously I take bad churches. But it's better you go to it than stay on your own permanently. Except it's a place that is not really a church. It's a defiling place or a shrine. They have, I've to go and listen to some message called shrines or sanctuaries or something. What's the name? Is a message under the Church of God series. That has shrines in it. But you are going to, don't go to a shrine and say, Pastor said a bad church is. No, some of them are not churches, they are shrines. Don't go to any shrine, stay at home. Stay at home, please. Don't go to a shrine, don't go to a juju center. There's a place in Pennsylvania in Lagos, you know, where they kill goats, you know, pour the blood, offer sacrifice, do all sorts of things. You don't go to a place like that and say, they say a bad church is better. That's not a church at all. That's not the church of the living God, which is the pillar and ground of truth. A church is a place where they are telling the truth, at least some truth. A church is a place where the person that is leading is a child of God. A church is a place where their sins have been forgiven, they desire to do God's will. That's a church. A church is not a place where people gather and say, equal. That's not what makes it a church. A church is not a place where the person went to a juju man, got some powers, came there, or, or tell, you can know some of them that are not churches from the things they are saying, even just from the early, early the beginning. Native doctors that are dressed like so-called church people. That's not the church. Take note. Don't call it the church. It's not the church because 
it calls itself a church. You go there, someone told me, you went there the first day, the man said, ah, come, come, come. Yes, uh, I'm going to uh, uh, help you. Come early tomorrow morning by 6. And he come by 6 and says, uh, bring a oil. When you're coming, bring a chair, bring a broom, bring a this. Just things for physical use in the place. And also bring a bottle of oil. When you got there, and this oil, uh, you're going to have to put in male uh, sexual ejaculate. He goes like, where will I get that from? He said, I can help you. Come, come and you stay. Is that, I, people amaze me. Is that a church? Like you leave there and you say, when I went there, you say the pastor said, how could you pronounce pastor in connection to that being you met, that creature you met there? Why would you call it a pastor? Is it all this nonsense that makes next thing a sincere servant of God will say something like me and they'll say, you know, the world is not good anymore. Even though you use the Bible throughout. Was not, even though you are you are not doing any nonsense, they 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 they'll take all and mix. Why would we even use the same words next to the two kinds of people? That's like saying a small boy of three is the same as a grown man of forty-two. They are not the same guy. All the males, I want every male showing up with their PVC. That means the one-year-old child. Did you say every male? Did you forget yourself? Adult age, male is male. Let them come on their own. No women are allowed. So how will the one-year-old arrive? Don't mix categories. Don't mix categories. God created them clean. They were out. After I created everything good and the world got messed up and human beings did what they did. He said, no, I bring them into the boat. Clean and unclean. Do you not read? You take on clean creatures. You mix with clean creatures because you don't know the Bible. You mix everything up. A pastor is a pastor. All these churches. And as you're saying it, you're mixing up. See, let people that are not Christians talk how they talk, okay? You, don't be, if you have, if you sit under me, don't talk how people talk. Make sure things are clear. Say, when I was young, or last year, my mother took me to a shrine, pretending to be a church. Don't say she took me to one church. Didn't you know within five seconds it was not a church? When the so-called man said, come, let me go and bat you. Remove your clothes. Or took an egg. What is a church? My annoyance is people that... I know most people have never been born again. I know. I know many people that say I'm born again. Not once. They have never been born again. Never. They're just roaming around. You don't know what it even means. Church. What is a church? Ah, no, now. The man leads prayers. Don't you know priests of shrines do prayers and incantations and invocations? Let there be a distinction in this year. Change your vocabulary. Have you heard me? Change how you speak. Distinguish things. Say someone met me. I was trying to confuse me with the Bible. Say a purported teacher. Say a false apostle. This is the language of scripture. Revelations 2. He said you have tested those that claim to be apostles and found them to be false. They claim to be apostles. They were found to be false by the church in Ephesus. The church found them and Jesus was commending them. I salute you for that. You tested them and proved them. You, instead of obeying 1 Corinthians chapter 5, Thessalonians rather, 1 Thessalonians 5, test all things. Only hold to what is good. You test nothing. You open your mouth wide, swallow everything. Whatever I said, you swallow it. Whatever I said, you swallow it. Whatever I said, you swallow it. Say, well, mm, a prophet came to a house. He was a prophet but you saw when a padlock 
came out from under his sleeve. Even though your father, you've told your mother, she don't want to believe later. And he did like this. You saw that he was hiding that padlock. He said, where he was digging that hole. And he did like this. Who has heard of these things before? Where they came with a padlock. Lock padlock is under. And you haven't heard? Okay, who, have heard, who has heard of people saying they dug out a padlock from their compound? Locked padlock. How many of you, they dug out of your own compound? You've seen with your eyes. They dug, they locked that brother. That brother. Whatever, they brought out something. But my point is this. There are instances, people have been lucky to see them. They came with it, they dug a hole, then they did like this. And pretend they had been in that hole. And they saw it. And then, you saw it, you know it's true, you know it's fake. You also, when you're telling the story, maybe you're sitting with someone like me. And you're talking. And you say, well, um, a prophet came. Please, I know you were not born again before. Now, since you came here, you're saved now. Why did you call him a prophet? Who is a prophet? How is he a prophet? He's a quack, a pretender. You say a man came claiming to be a prophet. Are you understanding me? Yes, Speak correctly. Now, can a real servant of God fall into sin and fraudulent behavior? Yes. Is it possible that? But I know, listen to me. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. A real servant of God, even though Satan has come to own him. And he's bound. He did not stay under Master Jesus. He went back to sin. And his last state is worse than his former. Is that in the Bible? Even though it is so, it won't be the first time he sees you alone. You say, come and start. He will give it time. He will allow you to join the crowd. Eh? There are players like that. They will allow you. They will give. They will eye you. Time you mark you. And take time to unfold their intentions. Why? Because there are others that can provide evil ministry to them in the meantime. But when they are so out of control that at once, who has, excuse me, sir, when do you get born again? Now I know he'll beat you, slap you. Someone that used to visit this house, used to claim to be a part of this house, talks about saying, oh, I'm sick, I'm sick, I'm sick, I'm sick, and was on the road, and it, sorry. Oh, to be under bondage is a bad thing. I'm not sure I can tell this story. It just that it happened on the road, on the road. On the wood, oh God, on the road, on the road in the afternoon, in the road, the symbol, on the road, oh, road. And I see you. You've been having a problem. You're not welcome. Yes, I see you. Uh, I can't remember the story well, but I don't want to remember it well. Uh, Jesus, I can help you. This and that, uh, babe, I'm going to help you. And it can stop. That pain can stop. Uh, so how can I help you? Uh, he asked for money. That's for money. Uh, come. Uh, now, come. Uh, you are willing to come. And took her into an uncompleted building off the road. Someone she saw on the road. Because whatever juju or whatever he used to identify that you have pain in your stomach. Ooh. Prophecy. Oh, it must be God. Huh. God save people. I went and said she carried out some lewd acts on him. I said, back to Bible, please. All these illustrations in my head. So unbelievable. I look at people, you, you are born again. You, you have never been born again. Or you were born again, eh? For five seconds. 
then you are owned. He sets you free from the law of sin and death. Next verse. For what the law, what is he talking about now? Let me finish. For what the law was powerless to do in that it was weakened by the flesh, God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful man as an offering for sin. He thus condemned sin in the flesh. He condemned it so that the righteous standard of the law. Did you hear the standard of the law? Is righteous might be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh but according to the spirit. So go back. Which, what law was powerless in us? What law was weakened by the fleshly nature? Do you understand now? Do you understand now? So this is the process God used. He told us. Hmm, he gave us a stop gap. He gave us some, come and be the law. He gave us the law to help us overcome sin. But there's this other law. Dragging. Are you understanding? So what does he do? He sends. Do you understand? Christ comes, touches the law. He becomes the law of the spirit of. And what does he now do? Tag team together. Are you understanding? Did you see there? He breaks. This guy was powerless. Was weakened because this guy's grip is too strong. Do you understand? Unredeemed man who got forgiveness for sin once a year through the blood of goods. Now you can go to Hebrews now, chapter 5, and understand it. Are you understand? You can now go and read that what the blood of goods and bulls. Are you understanding? The blood of his son, he became an offering for sin. Power was released because the power released by blood has levels. Goat's blood power cannot be compared to man blood power. And the blood of the Son of God power overrides all other powers. So this sent out an immense surge of power, the word of God made flesh, which empowered the fulfillment of the law of God that had been given. That without the shedding of blood, there is no remission. Settling of sin. There is no settling of sin. There is no redeeming from sin. There is no cancellation without the shedding of blood. Not with law, but shedding of blood. When was that given? Since. It wasn't given when Jesus came. It had been declared before. So they were using shadows and types under Moses. Goats, bulls, shadows. Let's manage this as a picture of what is to come. Then the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. Takes away the sin of the world. The sin. The one that came in when Adam sinned. Romans 5. Shows. And finally the word of God can be fulfilled. No more substitutes. Do you understand? Don't abuse the law of God. He gave it. He gave it. It's righteous and good. But it's weak. Because of the flesh. It's powerless. It's weakened. By reason of your fleshly nature. Sinful nature which is dominated by this. But when Jesus comes into the equation. He charges this. And it becomes alive. Are you understanding? And it breaks you free from this. I hope you see these things. Now happy will you be if you go and do it. You may have your seat. I don't want to read anymore. I want to close. If we go on. I told you how to understand it. Start from chapter 5. Now chapter 1 is better. But. At least chapter 5. Read like that through to chapter 8, the end. 
it will make sense together. It's because we are always cut into pieces. We lack understanding. And when the Holy Spirit has opened your eyes, given you keys like this, the truth goes forth. Suddenly you understand it. That is why you must give your life to Jesus. Or all your efforts are in vain. I'm not really a bad person. You know, it's not, I'm not a bad person. I haven't killed someone. I haven't committed adultery. I haven't stolen. Well done. Here's your ticket to hell. You're unserious. Do you know what you're doing? Carry your blood and go. What do I need it for? I can, I'm even better than many people that have used your blood. That's what you're saying. You're insulting the spirit of grace, of kindness. Grace is kindness, favor. Favor came to you. Come, let me save you. What's the good news? Hey! I'm here. All who believe in me will be saved. Whoever calls on me will be saved. Just call on me. I'm going to show. I'm going to empower you. I'm going to drag you out. Now, when you leave here now, listen to the law. He will teach you. But whenever you're learning from me, be looking at me for the explanation. Do you understand? Looking unto me, the author, the finisher. I'm the teacher of righteousness. The teacher of righteousness. Found in the book of George chapter 2. The teacher of righteousness. The former reign. Same word. Means the same thing. The teacher of righteousness. I will teach you how to walk upright. I have become righteousness. I am the standard of the law. I am. The Pharisees are holding on to the law of Moses. Blind. Not understanding it. But if your righteousness does not exceed. Matthew 5. The righteousness of the Pharisees. So there's a righteousness that comes from understanding the law. When you look at me. Not looking at Moses with veiled, covered eyes. Are you understanding? So Jesus appears to Paul, a master of Moses. Eh? Moses, law master. First thing he does is show him his reality. Oh God, you are blind. If you were not blind, you wouldn't be kicking at sharp things. Stop. You wouldn't be kicking at what you're kicking at. Stop. You're blind. Now, do you understand you're blind? So, okay, after three days, I'll open your eyes. Do you understand these things? I repeat, happy will you be? Blessed. If you do them. You think this year was going to be great? I think so, too. I really want to stop. Who knows? I might get home before night. I really like to go on, but I prefer to stop, humanly speaking. And there's grace right now not to go on. Oh, God, nobody should think anything. Yes. Any question? Was that a question? Not a question. Awesome. Was it like an empty question? The way you people are doing like this is like, did someone ask about the price of Gary? <laughs> if you ask wrong questions, the people here will not pass it to me. <laughs> they will be late. Any question? Quickly, this is a privilege I'm giving you. I'll take one question or one and a half. Where is the hand that has a question? Don't stand up. Just sit down and ask. Please, my question is, uh, based on where you said, someone who stays at home and says, going to church. Yes. So, if you get to a church, not just like a shrine, but might be you get there and you're not flowing. You are just dancing and come back home. So, since I started joining this, uh, my brother introduced me to God's Lighthouse. I use my DVD. Most times, my whatever, I use my hard disk. I dress and he told me we are starting at nine. 
So nine, before nine, I'll get prepared. I'll stay in my room. I follow the program online. So that one, what's the difference? Because I've not been, I've just left my church. I okay. don't follow them anymore. Okay, but you are not in you. No, I'm not. No, it's okay. There are many people like that. Or there are people out there following us every day. So it's, <laughs> this question is always a tough one because I, as a practice, tell people that they should go to a physical church. You know, people have, uh, I was talking to a lady in the United States and she was saying she hasn't gone for church meeting, I think during, since lockdown. That's two years ago. Two years plus. It depends on when she stopped. And I remember telling her, as I have told people for years, that she should go to a physical church meeting. It's a battle I'm not fighting that much again. Because I, I know the feeling. I know. Now, I would like for people to still have a human being or two or five or ten or twenty. A place where you can join other people. If you are to ask for my opinion, so let's say we start by nine or ten. If it's the time that we have two real services, eight to ten or eleven or twelve. We, in fact, the time should be nine to twelve, twelve to three. Okay, at different times, we have something like that. Now, I would tell someone like that, if you're outside the, where you're not outside of you, if, or, if people come, can come from, you can come from a church, you can come from the environment, any place that within an hour or two, you could actually come if you wish to. I've heard people come from another state, from Portaco to you for church meetings. Yeah, it's not that big a deal. It costs money. If you can afford it, you can do it. But this is the truth of the matter. I prefer people to join church groups wherever they are. Even our people, and we have a number in Lagos, in Port Harcourt, in all those places. It's just some months ago that I told them to start meeting. For years, I told them, join other churches, just to show you how seriously I, I, I believe people should have human face-to-face -face contact. That's how seriously, for four years, three to four years, I wouldn't permit them to just tune in and join us, which is what they all would have wanted to do. I would insist that they go and join a church group. I didn't even permit them to come together and form, even when there's up to sometimes 10 of them, 15 of them. It's just some months ago that I said, you guys come together. Because I try not to do anything, I'm not hearing the Holy Spirit say, I'm always asking, I'm always asking, I'm trying to, Lord, is this okay now? Every, others may not ask, they just do. You know, you have up to 10 people in a place, even 3 or 4 or 5. Abba, where 2 or 3 are gathered in my name, I'm there. No, that's the, Jesus said so, 2 or 3. Once you have 2 or 3 people, it's enough to form a church. They come and sit down, gather, share the word of God together. That's how most churches started. The primary thing is sharing the word, not about gathering people in a building, getting a sound instrument. Praise, boom, 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 the Lord. Praise the Lord. Yes, let's take a song from, all that stuff is human confusion. Why we do it, I don't know. How did the church in Philippi start? I don't know. But there was something involving a prison jailer and midnight and prison and his house and his household in the middle of the night. We, we, we've created pictures. Go and listen. There's a long list of messages I preach, I preach on the church of God over the years. For many people, they don't, you don't really understand the church of God. What, there's the church of men. 
There's what mankind has done and called church. Then there's the church of God. The one that Jesus said, I will build. Ah, so you must look to Jesus to know how it is built. What you're looking at, oh, look at church and so ministry. Can't you see the results? You, your product will be, you're not building the church of Christ, of God. You're building what people have built. There's a way God reveals it to be built. Follow that. Now, back to your answer. I would suggest that you find out, I don't know what town are you, you in? What state are you? Oh, he said it himself. He said it was not fun. I know again, it might cost money, but I think you can tune it. So with time, I've tried to relax, but it's not long ago. In fact, it's as I'm talking, sir. I've tried to relax and say, ah, there are places where it's not good, but I would, if my first desire would be that you find a place, you pray to God. That's what I always tell my people, pray, whether you're going for youth service or whatever. Ask the Lord, ask the Lord, ask the Lord. Find a place, then go. Don't go. You don't owe that place you're calling my church. They're clapping, jumping, saying, I'm not really feeding your spirit or all that. Ask the Lord, lead me. Is there another place? Is there a place? There might be one small congregation or big where it's more in line with what God desires. And you can join them. And I would have said, and this is what some people do, and I advise. You can go, oh, they have money, first service from this time to this time. You could go and join them for that. And then you come back and tune in and join us. Okay? I always like people to have human beings. It's my preference. Now, there are situations where you can't. But it's my preference that you have two or three people that you can share time with, seeking, praising, honoring the Lord in whatever way possible. You can go for evangelism together. You can obey the things you're hearing. There are people that gather, even if it's to gather those people to tune in. To preach to people and say, come, come, let's attend the meeting. Uh-huh. You have two or three and you're listening to a sermon. Then maybe after that you can talk about it a little. Or when we are praying, you pray together about it. Then you can send questions. Sometimes we have our people go visiting. It's normal. When you see us have two services on a normal time. Because the first service is for most of our older people. <coughs> who are quite many. Then we finish. The second service for visitors and the newer people. Those older people, as they live here after that first service, many of them go to different places to go and preach, to hold Sunday services with them. Yeah, that's what they do. We've been doing that for years. <coughs> they go to church groups and help and just be a blessing there. That's it. Not to own them, not to take them over, not to do anything. Just to go and spread, just obey Jesus. Go into the world, make disciples of all creatures. <coughs> so we do that. At the same time, you may be alone and there's not really much. Okay. I'm thinking you can work out a balance. If there's a place they meet, they have early morning service, 7 to 9. You can go and join that. Then you rush back and join us. Or you lead other people to the Lord. Or find people that love them and say, come, let's stay together and attend this meeting. You understand? Uh, so that if you, ah, I'm giving offering. You can, oh, we are doing this. Oh, we are sharing. Oh, we are going to obey that thing. Oh, we have to repent this. Oh, we need to read this book. Oh, we need to study this portion of the Bible. Okay, so every day, let's read five, five chapters. You have a human being that challenges you. Being alone is a hard thing. It happens. People have been thrown into prison for God. And they stay in prison for years. So they couldn't attend a church meeting. But there's a difference between what you cannot do and what you will not do. If you're in prison, you have no choice. If you're not in prison, try and have human beings. 
even if it's not Sunday, another day, so you can tune in on Sunday, but you still have someone look for. Not by force, so if you, find, if you don't find anyone, no problem. All right, so I've answered you, and I'm sure that answer will help other people that I've often asked. But don't casually say no. No, all my own church is online. I send my offerings there, this and that. Mm -mm. Try and get a physical group of people that you can also share with. The one thing I tell our people, though, that are out there, in spite of when I would tell them, go, go and join other church groups, go and sit under other church, church groups, I would tell them to also make sure. I didn't used to say it at the beginning, like most things. I used to feel if you're not here, when you're free, you can come or you can get the messages later. But these days, uh, in the last year or two, I don't say get the messages later. I say get it at once. That's why we have two kinds of messages. There's the one that will be edited. They'll trim out some things, maybe periods where we maybe singing for a long time. So the message can be shorter. So you don't look at it and say, ah, three hours, four hours. You look at it and it's two hours, one hour, 45 minutes, two hours, 30 minutes. So there's a trimmed one. Then there's the raw one. That is everything that happened. Everything that happened is um, in it. So I usually tell people that want to be here, but can't be here, that they should get that one. Try and get that version. They will, Telegram channel or so, they will add you. If all you have to do is ask, and they'll give you the link to the... You know, if you're like, oh, I want this to be my church, but I'm not here, add you to that. Um, yeah. Um, we we need people. We need physical people too. If that person shows any signs of danger, of impurity, desiring sin, please cut off immediately. Don't say pastor said I must have someone. Please, and just cut them off completely. Don't don't give room for the devil. By that, you know. <laughs> someone came to meet you and talked about how they got involved in lesbianism and all sorts of things. And they were bad, then they repented, then they came and joined a popular denomination. And after the church meeting, the person invited them to their house, went there, and they realized, you know, that this other young lady is smoking. She's a full-blown lesbian. She's, she's wild. She's not calm. Or, they don't even pretend it's just bad. You don't hang on. And this is when the person wanted to be serious. So, and fell into this, fell into the hands of just... Someone that looks dignified and serious and all that. Not knowing that person was a lioness, a tiger. We need to be free of all such things. Any other question? All right. If there's no other question, I hope you're okay. Find a group. Ask. Keep asking. There's nothing wrong with asking and being led to two or three different places before you settle. Stop looking for big and large. Stop looking for fine. When I went for youth service, I asked the Lord. I heard one man, he came to camp and preach, and I wondered, wow, this man sounds like he has insight. I'd like to attend his church group. But when I came, I don't know how it went. You know, and I remember praying, God, lead me to a church, and I'm walking towards the park near the markets in Umuguma West. Umuguma, over West. You know, and I'm walking towards the park, and I see a young lady walking, and I ask her, hello, what's your name? Where do you worship? Who is the pastor? He said, my father. That's it. That's how, I, because I had asked the Lord, lead me to a church. And the man was sincere. He was sincere. Even though almost all the church members were his family, his children. His wife was dead. And one old woman and one other guy that came sometimes. 
So it was tough, I guess. I preached a couple of times. It was mostly his family. Not easier. Maybe I should visit him someday. Need to ask him. And it's a village. Sometimes I can be hard. People are very stuck. I am Catholic. I am Anglican. I am. But still, the hand of God, if God calls you, some things should manifest. Sometimes, some people are not called. Some are called. And his doctrine was a sound. So he wasn't. It was okay. But they didn't used to come. Too few. Seven people. Six. And he stayed like that almost throughout my one year. Something was wrong with that. Now I know better. Because you look at someone and it seems nothing is happening. No, something is wrong. Who called you? There's something off. Something is wrong somewhere. It shouldn't be like this. The Lord should draw the people. The Lord should add those that are being saved. Anyways. I didn't go to that big church. There are popular churches in town. I didn't go there. I could have. But that's not how I'm often led. I ask God questions. Let's stand to our feet. The creator, he knows your name. The creator, he knows your name. The creator, he knows your name. The creator, he knows my name. Hallelujah. The Lord knows your name now. But he can know it better. I want us all to be people who can identify the leading and the promptings of the Lord. Our prayer this afternoon is going to be simple. Who will you serve? Do you want the Lord to say, I don't know you? Keep two timing. Have two guys in your life. Follow two men. The body of Christ is a female in case you don't know. You don't know? It's clear. Christ and the church. The church is the female character. You're supposed to follow the Lord Jesus. He is your husband and your maker. Isaiah 54, your husband is your maker. Satan did not make you. Sin did not make you. Your husband is your maker. So why would you follow another? He gave you how to identify your husband. The one who made you. By him all things were made. The beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. By him all things were made. Without him was nothing made that was made. Now it's in him that there is life. And this life is the light of men. That life in him is the law of the spirit of life. In Christ Jesus. Have you heard me? The light. The light shines in the darkness. This light is the light of his word. The unfolding of the word gives light. So what? And where do you find the empowerment of Jesus? You go to the words of God. As he unfolds it, your eyes are open. That's why that song was playing my head. Uh, the portion that talks about. Uh, your eyes will be open, your ears, your mind will see and understand. He's spoken to, to you today. You too will say, God said to me, come today, have your way, as we pray, man. Oh, the good God, 
He calls and knows your name, the good God. He wants you to spread his faith, the good God. He'll heal the crippled and the lame, the good God. He knows your name. Are you hearing me? The good God, He sent His only begotten Son. The good God, He came to teach everyone to rock. The good God, He came to say the battle is won. The good God, He knows your name. Our God, He will teach your hands to war, fingers fight. He will guide you in the day, and He'll guide in the night. The good God, He knows your name. Are you saying those words are in matches with everything that was demonstrated here? You teach your hands to war, your fingers to fight. You teach you, he sent his son, his only begotten, to break you free, to teach you how to run. He came to tell you the battle over sin. I have won it. I have won it. Now I'm going to teach you how to win it. Those who are confused amongst our brethren say, no, it's won already. How can you live with yourself and say it's won already? Do you live with yourself? Because you don't understand the redemption of the prized possession. The salvation of your body, your soma, the third feast. You don't, every, it's why I tell you, every piece you don't understand results in confusion. You don't plan to go far with Jesus without being willing to sit down and hear his word taught and explained hour upon hour, day upon day, week upon week, month upon month, and year upon year. 1999 is what, 98, August, about that. When I heard a voice, as I woke up, I hear the sound of abundance of rain. Three times it was uttered, and the scriptures began to open up to me from that day. I sat down with the Bible the next three days. Every time I sat down, I didn't know the Bible. I don't flip wherever my hand fell. It was talking about the Lord coming like rain, the teacher of righteousness coming, the rain, sending the rain in the first month, coming like rain, talking about I'll send the rain, the former and the latter rain. He will come to you like the rain. Over and over again, he was here six. You know, he was Zechariah 10. Ask the Lord for rain in the time of the latter rain. Why do I till today in every meeting all the time keep praying for eyes to see and ears to hear? Go back to that first verse. Eyes to see and hear. Because that's the key. When your eyes are open, your ears, your mind will see and understand when he's spoken to you. Without your eyes seeing your ears, when you're running after money, instead of seeing eyes and hearing ears, as long as you have your priorities wrong, he, you will be blind. Matthew 13, the Lord Jesus is saying, hey, that seeing they may not see, hearing they may not hear, and that their minds might not understand, that I might heal them. Heal them. We have not been healed of the oppressions of demonic influences. Matthew chapter 4, you're told that he healed those that were oppressed of demons. Why are so many Christians oppressed by so many demonic powers? And they don't even know. In fact, some are teaching them that Christians can't have demonic oppression. Busy arguing about possession and oppression. That distinction does not exist in scriptures. The scriptures say you are demonized. Whether it's inside, outside, or around you, you are demonized. Demonized. That means your 
influenced by demonic spirits. I have seen it so many times in Christians. You think everything is fine, but there's something to be untangled. So that's what the Lord says, that if your eyes are open, your ears are open, you understand. He says you will be healed. Every time I know this, I teach it, I understand it. Then I get carried away and I forget it. Not that I forget it, but it seems so not normal to talk about demons and a Christian. But every time I've laid hands on someone, every time I've prayed for someone, every time I've looked at someone and prayed and seen them transformed, when you rebuked a spirit, oh, this spirit of this. I've told you, people in this house, you've heard them testify that would chew their nails and a spirit was rebuked and they stopped chewing their nails. How? You can't, these nails, they don't chew purposely. They chew it without thinking. It's like something owns their fingers. And then the spirit left them and they just, so, you know, there's gradual change. Then there's this instant thing that you know it's not normal. And you're like, which one is demon of trainers? I don't know. Not met it. I just know that something in people makes them act compulsively. And the Lord wants to heal someone here. Compulsive behavior. There are people, you lie without knowing. You, you are in total disagreement with the lie, but your mouth has a life of its own. It just tells the lie first. Much later, your, the law of Christ in your mind says, no, 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 you lie. But you see, there's this other law. It's so active, so powerful. Now, you must be found in the body. You must be found in the body of Christ. I, it, I, I've talked with people personally, looked at them, and they tell you their challenges. God told me this, 2017. So many challenges, so many repeated issues, different people. And I'm wondering, how on earth can you handle this? This thing cannot work. He told me, tell them to keep coming. Tell them to keep coming. So I came and told the people, keep coming. That solution you want is going to come by your continually placing yourself in the space where we are meeting. Whether it was, we we had stopped meeting my power by then, it was in the warehouse. Keep coming. Now, those who kept coming, I watched them. Many of them are here now. They were delivered of multiple things. Whether you see any shaking or not, you don't need to shake. Some, as you're teaching the word, that's all. They are found. The sword of the spirit is, the word of God is setting them free. And then sometimes, the power of God comes on them more manifestly. And things are leaving them, known or unknown, unknown. All they know is that they notice they are different. Their life is different. Things are different completely in their life one area or the other and it's not one area it's multiple then those that did not keep coming i've told you this some some came back two years later to start where others had moved on from some came three years later some have come four or five years later i know those things when i'm looking at people today because of the many years of experience now so i look at people sometimes after they've talked to me i look at them and i tell them what I'm going to tell you won't seem, I won't tell you fast for seven days. I won't tell you don't drink water. I won't tell you do any stupid thing. I won't tell you bring money. I won't tell you any of those things. I never do, but I'm going to tell you, come for meetings. Because I know the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword and is able to discern the intense thoughts of the heart. I know what he can do. I've seen how it works. I know that the water will need to be dipped in up to seven times, Naaman, before your leprosy leaves. But you see the problem. You will not want to dip more than once or twice. You like magic. So I have seen it many times. They leave, they go and roam around, then they return. 
I have nothing to add to you than what I told you the first time. You want magic. That's why there are so few real Christians on earth. You want magic. You want magic. They said seven times, not four and a half. Deep. The word of God is the washing of the water by the word. Ephesians 5 says. You're supposed to deep the perfect number of times. Seven is the number of perfection. The perfect number. But you refuse. You, 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 you want me to tell you to fast for three days dry. I won't even tell you that. I've never told anybody to do that yet in my life. When God tells me, I'll tell. I don't. You want magic. You want me to tell you to go and bring things. Bring broom. Bring, go and spend money. I've never told anybody such a thing. Why should I? Did Jesus used to do that? I can't see the Holy Spirit telling me to do such things. Diviners look for a fee. It's called a diviner's fee. I don't do fees. Ever. I don't deceive people. I don't give you, I'm not a quack. I don't give you fake medicine. I give you life-saving medicine. The real deal. I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm, I can't tell you how many people. They come, they are gone. They are looking for something that I don't sell. If they would listen to the word of God continuously, some would rather go and keep dancing somewhere with other people that are in bondage with them. I'm not saying that as an accusation. Sometimes they tell you, oh yes, I'm in a relationship with the choir master or mistress. Oh yes, I'm committing with the, uh, this and that. Oh, this, that, that, that. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. So you want this? No, no, I don't want it to continue. That's why I came now. The older I grow, the more direct I'll be. I don't know, but you're a clown. You know, after you stand up here, you not come again. When it gets very hot, around eight months from now, you come one more time. When it's hot, like you die, you remember the, that place that that one day you went, you felt God do something in you. Because I have seen this so many times. So every time I'm looking at a new person, I'm wondering, <laughs> is this one of those clowns? Because out of 100, one or none may come. Make 200, uh -huh, then one will be serious. Ah, then they'll start giving testimonies. But the other ones, they want magic. In between that, they will roam. I don't know where they go to work. I don't ask. It's your problem. It's your problem. It's not mine. Uh, I want this. I want that. You see them years later, you ask, how are you doing? How is that your child? Mm. You want magic. You won't read your Bible. You won't go and read your Bible and see God's method. You want your method or a false prophet's method. They have taught you lies and you have believed it. You won't read your Bible. Read your Bible with open eyes. I know it's not enough to read it. I know every time I keep saying read your Bible, some people are like, ah, ah, why is it talking like that? I've been trying. No, your eyes must be open. Deuteronomy 29 verse 4. Give it to me. Your eyes must be open. Go and read Matthew 13 when you go back. He said, it's God. that He said, eyes have to be given to you. Deuteronomy 29 4 says, at the end of 40 years in the wilderness, this is what Moses was telling them. Yet to this day, the Lord has not given you a mind to understand, eyes to see or ears to hear. So this is not Pastor Itar's favorite prayer for no reason. This is the key to all salvation and deliverance. This, not money. Not money. If God has called you to walk in human wealth, what the Bible calls the mammon of unrighteousness, with eyes to see and ears to hear, that's even what will make you able to handle it. And the thing does not begin to rule you. Why would I want you to have money when I know you can't serve God and money? And the 99% of people serve the money. When there's God and money, 99% serve. Why? I have one focus. In that church, they don't even talk about money. Why should I? When I should help you become an idolater. I focus on one thing, freedom. 
When you are free, then when and if money comes to you, you'll be free of it too. It will not rule over you. It will not dictate. That's why it's good for a man to bear his yoke in his youth. You're running after money when you're young. You're reading books on money. Your focus is money. The person who has done you strong things will answer to God. That's his problem. But you, the foolish person who thought that the first thing a person is to get in life is money. How do you read the scriptures and arrive at that? It is good for a man to bear not cash in his youth, but his yoke in his youth. His yoke, his yoke as the yoke of slavery to Jesus or to the world. Most sins are committed because of money. Yes, no. The love of that money, the pursuit of it is the root of all evil. You make that your priority. You come to a place like this. You want me to join my the renegade priests of Ezekiel 44, who will be kept only in outer court ministry. I don't want to do outer court ministry. I want to go deeper. I want to go in. I don't want ankle deep waters as my sphere of operations. I want deeper levels. We are probably just entering knee level dimensions now. For all of you that think you're swimming, you haven't seen anything yet. We are just beginning knee level. As we are waiting on the Lord, that's why it's on knee level. Water. It thick smoke on it. That's probably where we are just moving into as a church. So anything you think I'm saying that is deep now, you, haven't, you don't know definition of deep. It will be deep when as I'm talking, you're gone. When, you're, when your whole body leaves, as we are saying, you're taken. Then you will know you have started. When that angel walks in through the door and everybody sees it. Uh-huh. And deep with that. Is that what you had in mind? Oh, okay. You had other lighter things. Because you're quick to say, they ask you, how old are you in the spirit? You say, well, maybe about 18, 19. No, you're two. You're a toddler. You see, see, your level of ignorance defines how you have all these weird definitions in your head. That's why you started feeling that if you're being spoken to, you can question it. Other, it's because you saw yourself as an, a 20-year-old in the spirit. If you saw the pampas that was on you, would you, do you know how humble you, people are humble when they see themselves properly when you don't see yourself properly that you 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 are, you, you act grandiose and you hear something and you're like well 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 me too i have the holy spirit you do he has not said four words yet to you uh, that's like saying i have a kitchen too you have never cooked a thing all your chop someone made it and fed it milk is what you do Eat, spit. That's how. A day will come, you'll be able to cook. You, you go to the farm, extract, process, deliver. That funny idea in your head that you're a landowner. Even a landlord. Perish the thought for the sake of growth. Say humility, humility. is a key to favor. Purpose that you'll be humbler this year than you have ever been. Have you heard me? Oh, yes. Propose this year that you be humbler than you have ever been. Humbly sit down. Humbly listen. Humbly be consistent. I know we haven't put out that thing yet. We will. But I'll suggest you do your best to humbly be in every meeting. Humbly be on time. Humbly. Humility will do wonders for you. Some of you are going to grow faster than you've grown in the last three years in this year alone. 
You didn't hear well. Not because God is going to do magic, but because maybe you will learn to be humble. And God will catch you up on all your backward, all your carryovers. carryovers. Maybe some of you have been through a few lessons that may have taught you the beginnings of humility. So finally, now these are good words. This is good words I'm giving you. You should be very happy. You know, finally God is saying, okay, I guess, I guess we can promote it. Okay, 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 next level. So God will open your mind to understand. Some people were saying, oh, they just understand. I asked in the meeting, because as I was speaking during the retreat, I'm in the main retreat, general retreat. You know, at the time, it's like I was understanding that the Lord is saying, some people are just understanding things they've heard me say for four years, five years. They just, even though I've said it so many times, it was just coming home to roost the concept of wanting to be an overcomer that you too stand a chance. Some people thought they stood the chance from the day they heard the message. No, no, my mom, we are the overcomers. They, they, those clowns. You don't believe? Raise your hand here. From the time you heard the overcomer, you're like, no, we are mom, we are the overcomer. Raise your hand now. Raise it. Raise it properly. As you heard the message, there was some. I don't, listen, I don't mean now. I mean when you came here, as you start here, like, oh, we, oh, this church, the overcomer, church. raise your hand. You had, you, you're still dull. You see how many there are? That's what they thought, that because they know the message, they are in it. <laughs> Meanwhile, their pastor will be saying, I pray I can be a part of it. They are like, one, pitying me, like, what? Join us. <laughs> How to identify a child? When I was a child, I thought and reasoned like a child. Now, when it's time to begin to grow up, then the Lord begins to say, <clears throat> my child, you need to be carrying your plate to the kitchen and washing it. Uh-uh. Since when? This is her sister said when she was young. Sister Peach. First day her mother passed. Because she had older ones. Had some younger ones. Mother passed. Say, wash that plate too. And your siblings, uh, the younger ones. And she, more or less, what? His? She couldn't conceive. It was her they were talking to. Me. Wash plate. So she, she shunned the idea. She perished the thought at once. Me, wash plate. Yes, I can eat the food there. <laughs> And what happened there after? So he left it. She left it and was playing, and Mama showed up and laid hands on her. Carried out an impartation service. With a cane. With a cane. With the rod of the Lord. She spoke like Moses to the rock, struck it, and the rock parted. Waters flowed from your eyes. <laughs> this happened. You see how prophetic I am? <laughs> Bam! Waters flowed from the rock. Did you wash the plate? She washed it. And thereafter, the job was hers. From then till now, she has washed plates in one way or the other. It has become a part and parcel. It's no more war. Now, hear me. When it's time to grow up, sometimes they'll be flogging. Are you understanding? Yes, oh, there has to be because some of you, you're so spoiled. You, that's why I keep telling you, you don't know what Christianity is. At least I can promise you one thing. If you come here, you learn what Bible Christianity. Not, not these weird contraptions that have been created. And they are the ones that will be quick to tell you, are you saying you're better than other people? I'm not better than you. We are not even not, you know how you say, you say we are not on the same page. We are not in the same book. Page? It's not a page matter. It's a different book. 
this mount is called the Bible. Yon is practices of the 21st century church by Robert Greer or something. Like, you're, there's something you're doing. It is not scriptural. I went to the school of the spirit. That's where I learned church. And I'm still learning. He teaches you per time. No, don't do that. Mm -mm, what does my word say? Yes, yes, the Holy Spirit breathes life on it. This is how. That's why I, from 1998, 9, 80, 98, I started praying for eyes to see. And yes, I didn't used to pray for people. I wasn't over people like this. I was praying for myself. When I became a leader in fellowship, one or two years later, then I prayed for people as a papa of a fellowship. I prayed for people. And then in between there, I was not a leader of anything different times. So I prayed for myself day and night. Father, I ask that you grant me a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you, that the eyes of my understanding be enlightened, that I may know what's the hope of the calling of the Lord Jesus and the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. The exceeding greatness of his power to those who believe. I didn't emphasize this power, I emphasized the other one. I kept praying it, kept praying for eyes to see. And that's why the Lord spoke to me at times. He said, I'll send rain on you. Rain is teaching. My word will come to you like the rain, like the snow. You will not return empty. And he began to send rain. Send rain, send rain, open, wash, cleanse, bring comprehension. As you walk in that, it takes time. I mean, how many years ago was 1999? 23 years ago. And some people, you've been saved for two years, and you're like, no, now, what I, I don't think I need to go to church today. Pastor is not really going to say anything new. Well, in between all of that, I was in all sorts of churches. Not roaming, but I was in churches with some revelation. A little here, a little there, but very little comparatively. I was there. I didn't miss meetings. I was there consistently, faithfully there. I didn't have this option. You have. To whom much is given. I want you to ask the Lord to help you yield to the spirit of life in Christ Jesus only, from henceforth, only one master, one ruler. This is what it means to be a true disciple. Talk to the Lord. No more serving two masters. No more two timing. No more back and forth. No more double-mindedness. For a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Lord, help us. Help your children today. Help us follow the will of the master. Help us run after him. Help us begin to reason like people who are maturing. Help us press in. Help us devour all that you place before us. Oh, free us from the pride and folly that says or thinks that he can do what he likes. Help us find and run only after this one thing. This one thing will I seek. This is what I'll run after. That I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. To inquire at his temple. Oh, good God. The good God who heals the crippled and the lame. The good God who knows your name. 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 The good God who knows us. Oh, find us. Oh, great. Close your eyes and pray. You have not because you ask not. Ask that your joy might be full. Ask. Master Jesus. May I be found in the body. May I be found in the body. 
May I be found with the body. Oh, may I be found where I should be. Oh, Karabadi asenda ligado sheda da bara da 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 bagadi gadusha. Lebra bada da da kianda badusha rabada ya karabara basi brati alagadasu. Lenda digo shandi badi gadusha lebra bata ligadusha ndaya. Kabadi gadusha rabada rada da barika dido yasha. We will sing and sing. Oh, we will sing and come to you and bring our praise and offering. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord. Can we just give the Lord prayer? Now, again, there's a lot to pray about. Maybe we pray more about this in the week. Maybe we might even look into the Bible more on these things. Ah, the church of God. We have to be free from blindness. I prayed for light and understanding for, for 20 something years. If, if I stand here to preach and I'm understanding more, 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 more. And I now look at you and say, is this the thing that people act like they casually can know all sorts of things and try to act like you know everything? Many people, God doesn't teach them because they already, like, I know already. What new thing? They say things like, what new thing will you tell me? Ah, how to, how, he, he sends away the rich, hungry. <laughs> Empty-handed, Luke chapter one. You 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 want God to fill you? <laughs> you better be empty. Acknowledge emptiness. Then He will fill you up. He will fill you up. The Lord wants to fill you up. He wants to give you, but you must acknowledge you're empty. You fill the hungry with good things. Every good gift, perfect gift, is from above. So you must acknowledge that you need it, and ask for it. When you do that, he will supply all your need according to his riches in glory. He will, but you must acknowledge your derelict condition, your deficiency, your lack. When you're busy saying, am I worse than others? You're busy saying, I'm fine with what I have, what I'm doing. I'm okay. Then where do you qualify to be filled with good things? May you never lose your hunger. But don't tell me you're hungry if you're easily able to stay away. You know, all those years, even though the food, the nutrition wasn't thick or anything, I wouldn't stay back from whatever church meeting, fellowship meeting, any group I was in. I would not stay back. Till today, I find it exceedingly strange how people say, it doesn't matter if I left the office by 7 or 8, I would go to a church meeting. This whole concept of I am tired, find it exceedingly strange. Because I, I just didn't do it. I didn't even know it should be done or can be done. So casually. That means you're satisfied. You go away empty. But those that are hungry look for food. I've seen people hungry. I've seen it. During our retreat, some of you were hungry, really. I saw the way you moved. They had to tell you, sit down, they'll bring the food to where you are. The next time again, they say, go and sit down. They'll bring the food to where you are. Hunger is a good thing. How many of you know that food, how many of you have had to eat without feeling hungry? And you know it's a terrible thing. How many of you know that feeling of being properly hungry? There's a joy that goes with when you find the food. You know? Good. Hunger in the spirit makes you enjoy things of God. So when I look at people 
that are not hungry anymore. I know they are not healthy. Major reason for lack of hunger, ill health, sickness. So when one of the ways I know people are sick, I look at, sometimes I'm preaching. That's how I can know. You know, they don't look hungry. They, there's something about them, a quality. No, that's not a hungry person. And I know that the smell of what's cooking in this kitchen is absolutely steamy. And they are unmoved. I know. That person is not okay. I'm not talking about shouting or making noise. No. But you can pick it. Person looks bored to death. Can't seem to. I'm just enduring. This is not, oh, just a sleep attack small. You know that that person's appetite has been distorted with other things. Taking away the hunger. Either disease, often sin. Hidden sin. And they think it's hidden. It's not hidden. Nothing. All things are open and naked before the eyes of the one with whom we have to do all things. Father, I ask that you help us stay hungry. Amen. Restore hunger. Amen. Restore hunger. Amen. Restore hunger. Amen. Every obsessive spirit of obsession. Ah, I'm coming for you. In the name of Jesus, Amen. obsessive behavior that manifests not just casually in doing what we don't like, but irrevocably, I untie the bonds of bondage in the name of Jesus. Amen. Every child of God here who seeks deliverance from yokes that are so heavy, some can't even let them call out on Jesus. May your mouth be freed now. Amen. Shackles be broken now. Amen. Now you on your own say, save me Lord Jesus. Save me Lord Jesus. I give you 30 seconds to tell him the specifics that seem overwhelming. Tell him, from this save me. From this save me. From this save me. From lying, from stealing, from cheating, from deceiving, from being false, from lust, from impurity, uncleanness, lack of punctuality, lack of the fear of God, every obsession be broken, be broken, be broken, be broken, be broken, be broken, every incredible weakness and fear. Be broken, be broken now, 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 now. Every spirit, I order you to take your hands off them, wherever they are. Every spirit of vacillation, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Amen. Spirit of double-mindedness that you've opened up to. Listen, you opened up to it by... When you, were, when you could decide right, you would choose right, then wrong, then right, then wrong. You did it so much, so you opened up yourself to a demonic spirit. So it pulls you back and forth like a yo-yo. There are times when you seem, you didn't, don't now have a say in the back and forth. Because you gave it permission to the level that when you had the power, the strength, the willpower, you had the ability, you were not under demonic bondage. You used your will wrongly, back and forth, till you lost the power to will. Now it's another's will that is being done in your life. You're the one I'm praying for now. You spirit of double-mindedness, I command you concerning everyone in this place, 
that wants to be single-minded in the pursuit of God and that which is right. Be broken in Jesus' name. Take your hands off them. Go, go, go. I free them in the name of Jesus. Father, ask that your angels will accomplish and fulfill and enforce everything we've asked for. We ask, oh God, that this year will be a year of victory to victory. Faith to faith. Glory to glory. Grace upon grace. This year will be a year of serving the master like never before. Thank you, great God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. We have an offering. Take it. In this place, the cherubim and seraphim bow down low before the one who's supreme. And nothing down here can we truly deem. Ha <laughs> ha. Important before the one who's around. In this place, we say, in this place, the cherubim and seraphim, they all bow down low before the one who's supreme. And nothing down here can we truly God, he knows your name. How many of you don't know that song? You don't have it in your phone. You don't have it. You have a smartphone, but you don't have it. Why don't you have it on YouTube? Isn't it? You've been on YouTube about three weeks, four weeks? About four weeks, you've been on YouTube. Why? What group are you on? No group. Be no group crowd. Okay, that day you saw you say data. Be there. Be there. Go on YouTube. That, the lyrics are there. I think there's a video one. Was there the one without the video? Before then. No, was there not one without the video before then? Okay. I think there was one error. I saw that song. There was one error. But that's okay. I don't think it was a big deal. Go on, uh, Itaudo on YouTube. And that the wordings are, you need to put it on off. Okay. I want to say off your phone. I don't know how you do that. Download it to something. Have it. And then just go into the presence of God. He'll do wondrous things inside of you. Okay, so yesterday, so that's a word from the Lord. If you're looking for a word for the year, the good God, that song. I think that's what it's called. He knows your name. He knows your name. So go to the channel, YouTube, and then so he knows your name. And send it to people you love. Oh, yes. The lyrics are written there. 
forget that I was born in Jalabia. Please, they ask, is it a, a CNS pastor? Tell them, no, that was Saturday morning. And I said, let me wear this clothes that they gave me. I've had it for so long. If I don't wear it, I'll never wear it. You know, so, my CNS or CNS pastor. Okay? So, I, I, I would like it. So, that's a word. I'm, I've given it to you. Don't say I didn't tell you. Yeah, I went to that church. They didn't even give prophecies for 20. I'm giving you a good God. I want the lyrics out on the horse. Just stick it there. In case of those that have no data in this age or the, the week to come. Alright, so the lyrics. No, the good God, He knows your name. He sees you. He knows about you. He has a plan for you. When He opens your eyes and ears, and He's promising, He's going to open your eyes and ears like you've never seen. Okay? You know, find that audio and play quietly in the background. But, you know, you have that offering. Take it. When we are done, you drop it. How many of you are first-timers? So let me know how many people I'm praying with. Because I have to have some meetings. You know, I see one hand there. That's all. The fewer you are, the less I mind. First time, I've, I've, oh, you've come doing Bible study, but I've never prayed for you. Let me, let me see. I've not prayed with you personally, individually. So that's one, two, I think there. And there was three. About that number. Once we are done, you will... I'll pray for you in that administrative office. The ushers will guide you. Okay? Remember to pick the tract. When you go fold it carefully, align the front edges before you straighten the side. Don't do it crookedly. Bad for This thing should have started being folded. Huh? Why you guys will take it and keep? I don't know. Is that what I have done in the past? The other word that the Lord gave us, super clear, repeated, multiple confirmations from the house who were not with us but i realized we spoke about it at the major retreat is that it's a year of work and service are you hearing me yes it's a year of labor actual labor you're meant to work the whole idea so all kinds of work but especially kingdom work your mind i explain how kingdom work is even if you're working in a bank or whatever you can be doing it unto the lord or you can do it for yourself. You can even do church work as unto yourself. Did I explain it during the retreat? If you went there, go and get the video, audio, listen to it. Video might be better. And I explain. So from now on, going forward, go forth, sit down, write in case you need to write. You can drop the offering when I finish praying for it. And all that. Listen, listen, listen. In case you need to jot it down. We are going to put it out on the hall and all of that. But I want you to understand that you are meant to ask those questions after the meeting. Don't talk while I'm talking. Listen to me. Take the things that you are supposed to do. Identify those things as God leads you, as you talk with your discipler and everything. Hear me, everyone. Take those things, put them down. Then you're going to have to be very practical in how you execute it. That's how you're going to do the will of the Father. All this general, oh, I will love you, Lord. That's why you've not been able to. So God is giving us help by giving us specifics. With time, we are going to publish things. And you will see how, oh, you can handle steps you can take per thing that helps you get the maximum benefits in this age, in this world, and the world to come. Or you can keep operating like before and get the minimal benefits. You can get the list. Two people can be in a place doing something. Ten virgins can be waiting for one husband and only five enter. 
Why? Because like you can be multiple situations that you never enter. Your, your destination is never arrived at. Never. Time after time. Some people, that's your lifestyle. You never arrive at destination. You have somehow found a way of being contented by stopping before finish lines. What a sad life. That guy cast out demons, prophesied, and did miracles and couldn't enter. And was busy trying to prove to the Lord that the Lord was wrong. Foolish person. <laughs> Matthew 25 person. Matthew 25. From verse 31 up to 40 something. It shows you two kinds of people. The ones that enter into their master's good pleasure. And the ones that said, master, when? <coughs> which time did you? Which time? So the major thing was what they did. The ones that were outside of the master's will that were good. Did not do. So don't ask too many hard or tough or strong or repeated questions. God, but what, what again that God want me to do? Obey him. Some of you, you have one job. Be in every meeting. Be in the Believer's Bible School that holds Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday by 5 p.m. Monday, as school is starting for the students, invite your friends. Come over Monday, Tuesday, Thursday. Be in every class. Come with a notebook and a pen and a Bible if you can. It's fully interactive. You ask any question you like and all that. Come for those meetings. Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, 5 p.m. Normal church meetings, Wednesday and Friday and Sunday. For now, 9 o'clock, Sunday. Before you might go back to a double service thing. You come for it. Sit in it. Don't leave. Take notes. Ask questions if it's possible. But Wednesday is a Bible study where we answer most questions. But ask if there's a chance. Most times on Friday, we have a prayer meeting. Often we often we'll pray as the Spirit leads us. Even while studying the scriptures. Most times too also but you're in the presence of the king you're learning as a young child new child of god you drink milk day and night and a lot not twice not four times a day that's why some of you again you're not very healthy because you don't drink milk enough you didn't drink enough so your immune system was compromised from your early time with god your immune your spiritual immune system you need to drink a lot of milk if you're not here people are in other countries going through our content steadily and consistently like someone going to school the brother in canada told me from cameroon and and he told me how oh that i've gone through the first gamka class series i don't know how many messages were in the first how many hours they are but almost a hundred and something hours and it was serious you allocate time like on a timetable sit down close the door sit down from morning, the days he doesn't go to work and go through his classes with a notebook. School, like he, he Gamka is a school of ministry, King, God's Army Mobilizing Kingdom Academy, school of ministry. Thoroughly, doing it the proper way. There are those who are thorough, then there are those who are, everything up in your life is reckless except money related matters. So you stay immature. The Lord does not want you staying immature. Is this clear? He wants you to grow up. So the Lord wants to help you, and I'm telling you how practicality this year practicality are you hearing me practicality i'm helping you tremendously be practical stop having idea no it's okay it's okay it's, what's okay it's not okay at all you're a baby who doesn't drink their milk your bones will never form properly you need the calcium so be consistent don't say no i've been a christian for a long time were you born again some of you were not even born again some were born again but you've been fed bad stuff your system needs to be recalibrated, detoxified. That's a lot of what's happening when we're teaching certain things. You know, and you're, wow, eh, is that what the Bible really says about money? Yes. Didn't you hear me read the Bible? 
but you've been believing and practicing and sharing the opposite. Yes, because you have no filters. If you read the Bible, you, all scripture is given for correction. You would have been correcting some things you hear. As you hear it, you correct it. No, that's not right. I was in a meeting, a famous Nigerian female preacher came for that meeting. Many years ago in a church I was in, you know, and she big conference, people everywhere. And she stands and says, the heart of man is evil and desperately, deceitful and desperately wicked. He says, man. Have you heard? It was a women's conference. Have you heard? He says, man. The moment she started, I opened my Bible. My sister-in-law had come to visit. I opened my Bible without saying what, put my finger on the verse and pointed. Didn't say anything, just put it. My sister-in-law turned and said, huh? What are you saying? Well, that funny thing, people, the way you say absolutely nothing. You show them the Bible and they say, what are you saying? Instead of saying, what is Jesus saying? What is God saying? You're asking me. Did I say anything? Didn't you read it? And I opened, and the scripture does not say man. It says the heart is deceitful and desperately wicked. But even if he said man, we would know it's man and woman. But she was actually preaching that the Bible says it's men that are deceitful and desperately wicked. And people were shouting all over the hall. Grammar. That's grammar from the ground. Very terrible. Now, how you, you know how, again, I thought she was joking. But she went on to develop it. You know when someone goes on to develop something? You think they are joking. It's sun, sun in tomato tin. So they go and bring real tomatoes from the house. And onions and oil. How many of you converted tomato tin food into a real business? You brought onions, pepper, you were still small, small things, salt. Converted a joke into with the rice you brought, small rice. Now converted it with all the dangerous things that are inside the inside of the can, if not for God's goodness. You don't know it shouldn't be cooked on fire? Who knows? Who knows anything about anything here? That the inner lining of the tin is dangerous. The lining, you don't cook it whatever. So you converted that which is a joke into serious business. That's how you sneak into the kitchen. Thief. Don't convert a joke into a serious thing. That's what people do. So she went, I thought it wasn't a joke. It was very serious. I think it came to her like whatever she thought, Rema. And she went on and developed it and went on. I know how painful that feeling is. God, thank you for delivering me. Whoa. Part of men is men, not women. Men. Every place the Bible says men, women are involved. Almost all. Because you went to mankind. God made them male and female. And he called them Adam. Called them Adam. Mankind. Earth. Of the earth. Earthy. All right. Focus on growing. The one thing you do. Here, ask questions, grow. Humble yourself beyond authority. Okay. I have, we will put out things. Maybe in the coming days. I'll explain more of some things the Lord spoke to us about. But it's a year of serious practicality. Maybe by Wednesday we should have something we can present to the house. You know, serious practicality. A year of labor. A year of work. Work. So there's going to be a lot of fruit. Because you're going to work. You're going to be practical, not theory. All some of you have been fed, fed, fed. It's time for you to feed others. That time is here. All right. He told us to go. Told us to go. Told us to take what we have and go. Is this okay? Told us to spread it. Told us to run. Told us to cause the word of God to go quickly. Quickly. That was, he said it should go quickly out into the earth. Amen.
Father, I thank you for the opportunity to give. I ask that you receive it from us and cause it to multiply for your glory and praise. I ask that you give replenishment. I ask that you bless your children this day. All of this week, prosper their way. Those traveling, coming and going, let your hand be upon them. Give them favor and grace. Help us stay in your face in the name of Jesus. Keep our eyes open, our ears, oh God. Let it open more and more. Forgive us for pride. Help us sit humbly. Thank you for healing us. Thank you for healing and deliverance that comes from open eyes and ears and understanding minds. We receive your work. We give you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise. We pray you receive eyes to see, ears to hear, and an understanding heart. Remember, test all things and hold fast to what is good. For more information, visit our website at gods-lighthouse.org.